Red Sox Nation. Uh, David Price was brilliant today, putting the finishing touches on Sunday's sweep of the Rays, leading the Red Sox to a 5-1 week. We'll talk all about it, look ahead to the All-Star game and the series with the Yanks tonight on Red Sox Wrap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> I'll take a dollar, Bob. Oh, I think we got room for a Plinko board. Right here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. I love it. I love it. Had to come into the prices right because for once, David Price, the $31 million man, was right on today. Sure was. Eight, eight innings pitched, well, four hit ball, no shutout. They wouldn't let him come out there for the ninth, huh? Let's get that pitch count up to 125. You're a horse. <laughs> yeah, you got know? a couple days Give off him a coming up. Complete game. Yeah, exactly. He's not going to go till when? Next Sunday? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Let him out there. How are we doing, folks? Alongside Ben Fay, I am Mike Conley. This is another edition of Red Sox Rap 360, our weekly rudderless discussion of all things Red Sox. How are we doing out there? You got to be doing great as a Red Sox fan because it was a great five and one week. Beat a tough Rangers team, took two out of three for them, kind of a little payback from them taking two out of three on their home home soil, and uh, then we swept the Rays, which is what you should do with the Rays. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially after the past couple of weeks, we've been a little bit struggling lately, and. How good does it feel when you have a nice uh, homestand week against a couple teams who are struggling? Um, definitely makes you feel a little bit better after a week like that, doesn't it? You gotta love it. You gotta love it. And you know, we've we've spoken uh, recently, Ben, about on this program about uh, you know how difficult the the Red Sox schedule is going forward. So yep. these are the type of homestands we have to have. These seven and two homestands. So we got another big homestand coming up. After the All-Star break, we'll you know, get through with the Yanks, and then there'll be another homestand. But then it's on the road for, for quite a long time. I think I heard them say today during the telecast that 40 out of the uh, out of the last 62 games are on the road. Ooh, wow. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's that's rough. So that is – I should, probably should have jotted that down. I think that's accurate, though. I think Dave O'Brien said that today during the telecast. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing is – you know, even after the past couple of weeks, we've been struggling. Uh, you know, we're only two games out of first place in the AL East. So, right. um, I mean, granted, it's a competitive AL East and, you know, there's still a long way to go. But it makes you feel a little bit better that even after, you know, tripping a couple weeks in a row there, we can still be pretty competitive. So, yeah. And, and it's like it's funny because when you look around this division and we knew it was going to be a hotly contested division, but how closely the teams mirror each other like you know baltimore toronto and boston all have fearsome hitting lineups yep and are just somehow making it work pitching wise at this point with smoke and mirrors baltimore i mean they're they're like their tillman is like our porcello you know he doesn't doesn't lose at home and you know he he just somehow piles up wins, right? You know, right. and then and then like what you call it? Uh, the Blue Jays have some question marks too. Estrada's going great for them, but he's a little dinged up right now. Yep. And the, the guy that was supposed to be their uh, ace, Stroman, he's you know not as good. Yeah, but yeah, definitely competitive in the AL East. And you know we were talking about Texas last week, how on fire they've been lately. Um, and you you even mentioned it. Uh, you know their their injuries. You know they're going to be a scary team when they're healthy. Luckily, right now they're a little bit reeling from the injuries, and I I think they I saw that they just lost to the Twins today. So yeah, apparently the Twins like have their number on the season. But uh, yeah, I that's mean, why we love this game of baseball because yep. on any given day, man, you know Minnesota's horrible. They get the worst record in the AL. Yeah, and they beat them like fifteen to five. And it's been like that the whole season. Like I think <laughs> like out of any team, the Twins have the Rangers number. So yeah. That's why so. it's like it's tough to really just get too far ahead of yourself on yep. a 162 game season, you know. Yep, yep. It's uh, you, you just can't. And here we are. We're just over halfway over the season. You know, there's still a lot, lot can be played. Oh, I mean, think of all the teams that had great first halves. You know, an awful team could just turn it around and have a second half just like their first. You know, so yep, absolutely, it's a long season, folks. That's why I don't look at the standings till August first. I try not to, but they're on the green monster. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty hard to miss them, right? 
Oh, boy. Uh, but um, wheeling and dealing this week as we yep. get close to the deadline. Picked up some guys this week. Yeah, we did. Uh, we picked no up pitches. a couple guys. Um, oh, well, we did get a pitcher. Well, we did get a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did get Ziegler, which was um, pretty good. Uh, I'm not sure if they saw this coming, but um, pretty good uh, foresight because we actually had an injury to uh, Craig Kimbrell this week, and yeah. it's going to hurt. So I've heard he's going to be out three to six weeks. He's going to have surgery to repair a left knee medial meniscus tear. Now, and take this as a lesson to all pitches, okay? When you're shagging flies in the outfield, you don't go after the ground balls, all right? <laughs> wow. Because that's what happened. It, it, it tears his meniscus. Oh, yeah. So it's just, I mean, that's, yeah, that's terrible. I mean, I mean, that really hurts because weeks. we're that's that's an area we're thin at, right? So now we're going to be taxing our bullpen even more because we don't have that go-to guy, you know, for for the saves and for those late game uh, appearances. So yeah, I mean, it seemed uh, like he was just right on the money there with the Ziegler, but he said that the talks were already in the yeah, works because yeah. Ziegler is actually more of a replacement for Carson Smith. Yeah, right. As opposed to uh, right to Kimbrel and. Moving forward, it sounded like what Farrell was talking about. It's going to be Koji in the closer role. Yeah. And, so. then, and then if he's not available, it'll be Ziegler. Ziegler was in there in the night today, one, two, three. Yeah. How about it, that? It one, two, three, today. Ninth looked good today, it right. terrific. But, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely worried about, uh, you know, marching Koji out there all the time now because he's been looking pretty inconsistent with how much we've been using him lately. So Yeah. It's true. Like, because I envision uh, Ziegler as more of a guy, and I'm glad they're not just saying you're the closer and just putting him in that ninth alone. Because he, like, of all relief pitches, he leads uh, the league in ground ground ball double plays mm. ten. So that's a guy you want to have come in when you're in a jam with the you know runners on. Yeah, not necessarily for a clean inning in the ninth. You right. Know? Right. So it's like, and that was going to be the the role that Smith was going to play in that bullpen, and why we were so excited about this bullpen coming into the season. But to be able to get Ziegler, you know, crafty little uh, you know the sidewinder, you know, mm-hmm. you gotta love mm-hmm. that a little submarine action, and uh, he's effective. So uh, I'm I'm quite excited with that pickup. That was already in the works. Yep. And then early in the week, we got a guy I like, career three twelve hitter coming in at Fenway, Mister. Uh, Aaron Hill. Aaron, Aaron Hill. Hill. Yeah. He, he, Former Blue Jay. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was a great pickup. Um, that, was a, that was an area that we were really soft. Um, you know, getting a right handed bat in the lineup, which is exactly what we've been talking about all season how we're missing another righty in the lineup. Um, he can play third base. He can. Play? Can he play some other positions? I'm not sure if he plays anything outside of third. He could play second. He came up as a second baseman, and I think he's. Uh, uh, I think in a pinch he's played some outfield, but mostly okay. second and third baseman. And but you know, he, we he didn't played... have to give up too much to get him. I think we get, we just gave up uh, to get Aaron Hill. We gave up like a couple of prospects yeah. that um, I don't. I, from what I heard, they weren't projecting to be uh, major league yeah. players. So Riho was a second baseman. He was in uh, Portland. Okay, and uh, they like him a little bit, uh, but obviously not enough to not trade him. Yeah. And then the other guy, the the pitcher, was in Triple A. Okay, he was a little bit older, but oh, he was yeah. doing well. Yeah, he was doing well. And in fact, I like I think I read some article on uh, I think Boston dot com this week. I forget who the author was, but he was he was offering up him as a potential rotation guy to come up oh really okay and then he was kind of all uh, throwing out this idea and i've kind of thrown around this idea a little bit in my head of like kind of going old school with the pitching and having like a starter come in and like you know go until he can and then or like five innings and then have one reliever come in and do the rest you know like a split game you know because you have all these guys these starters that are maybe ineffective but hey they're great two times through the lineup okay yeah we'll have two guys go out there two times through the lineup you know and it's like i think people like managers and stuff they get caught up sometimes on getting the guy the win in that five innings pitch it's about Mm -hmm. getting the team the win buddy yeah you know and it's like so if we have to stick two guys out there you know and have them be very effective two times through the lineup, then that that should be close to a full game. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I'd like to see them see them do more of that. But um, but yeah, back to Aaron Hill. Aaron yeah, yeah. Hill played great. Um, he got his first start on Friday. Played well. 
Um, you know, I think he's a guy that's going to that's gonna come down and, uh, you know, be a, a really big addition to this team. He also today, he had a, a great snag at uh, third base today in the eighth inning, um, you know, going to his left, got that, that line drive, and it looked really good. So, you know, if the offense is there, is the defensive there, you know, one question I have for you is where, you know, where does that leave uh, your boy Travis Shaw? Because, you know, if, if Aaron Hill starts playing well, does that start taking reps away from Travis Shaw? It sure does. Yeah. So, he, he, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but Travis Shaw hasn't been hitting lefties, yeah. you know, and Aaron Hill rakes versus lefties. So first things first, Hill's definitely going to be playing against lefties. Yep. And I'm thinking he's going to get a lot of starts versus righties, too. This guy can mash. I mean, he, he had like 30-something bombs one year for, for like, I don't know if it was when he was with Arizona or back, back with Toronto. Well, let's find that out. Let's yeah. find that out. But, um, yeah, I mean, I like this guy. I was actually, <laughs> I told you. You were saying, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but if but, you didn't say it on the show, you know that it doesn't count. It's true. It's so. true. And it was, it was a great comment. A great comment. But uh, I do appreciate that insight. That's why. That's why. That's why the the, the viewers they tune in. You know, Mike, because they want to hear this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, look at this guy, man. Two thousand nine, thirty six bombs, one hundred and eight ribbies. You know, this guy matches the following wow. year. Twenty six, sixty eight ribbies in in uh, Arizona in twenty twelve. As recent as twenty twelve, twenty six homers, eighty five RBIs. This is a great guy to pick up, and you knew Dombrowski was going to do something like that. You know, and that also looks like a serendipitous move where he's like right on the button because yeah. we get an Aaron Hill and Hanram fouls a ball off his foot. Travis Shaw kind of does the same thing. Yep. Even who who else did that today? Well, well Jackie Bradley, uh, I think did it today. I didn't, yeah, I didn't see who did it today. We had a couple other injuries this week. Um Brock Holt sprained his ankle on Friday sliding into second. Yeah. Um which uh it didn't look looked I mean he he looked like he was Just in pain, looked, but it looked awkward. Yeah, yeah, it looked awkward. Um They're not putting him on the DL though, right? It's day to day. Oh, is right? it okay? Oh, I don't know. Did you did I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, so we'll we'll have to see on on how that goes. Maybe they'll just wait till after the All Star break until they do something there. Yeah, uh, they can always retroactive them, you know. Uh, but yeah, and Hill, like, yeah, that was a great debut the other night. Two RBIs. One was the game winner. Yep. He's he he rakes. That, yeah, that's, so that's a nice pickup. The, so yeah, no, go ahead, go. Ahead. Uh, so yeah, who do, so that's who we gave up. Uh, we gave up the pitcher and Riho for him, right? Uh, for uh, for uh, Aaron Hill, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then who do we give up for uh, for Ziegler? Ziegler. Ooh, I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know we also had a third uh, trade think... this week where we got uh, Michael Martinez. Utility Michael, did, is that is that I his first yeah, name? Michael Martinez. And uh, yeah, the ultra utility guy. Which I mean, we were just talking. Brock Holt went down with the injury, so I mean, again, just like man, he's just like right on the ball. Yeah. Um, seems like he almost has like some future vision or or some weird telepathic thing going on. Yeah. But, yeah, he's been making some. You know what the best part about this is? Is I feel like this, what he's been giving up to get these guys is way lower than the value that we're going to get from him. Like in terms of getting that extra utility man to shadow Holt, in terms of getting you know that relief pitching, in terms of getting that right-handed bat. I really feel like we didn't we didn't give up that much, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, this is kind of the market we're going to be wanting to shop in. Yeah, you know, and yep. like and. Uh, unfortunately, that's going to produce a very underwhelming return in when it comes to starting pitches that are going to be out there in the market we want to shop in. Because everything you hear with Dombrowski, he keeps saying, well, you know, it's a seller's market out there. And that being said, that brings me up so- to some something crazy, okay? Yep. Now, I, this was mentioned a couple times on this program, and I just instantly dismissed it because I, I just couldn't believe it, that it could happen, but... Could there be a trade market for Clay Buckholtz? Because, it, you know, it is a seller's market, and there's going to be people throwing crap out there on that seller's market asking for a big return. Why shouldn't we do the same? Yeah, but you what know? are you going to get from him? I mean, like, what we really need is pitching. This is my, this is my question. So, like, That's I don't, true. I don't but, see... But maybe we can get something for him and, and yeah. take advantage of this market and maybe replenish some of the prospects that we're going to lose to get... You know, a front line guy, or okay. I don't even think we're going to get a front line guy. Yeah. Paul Rance and Rich Hill, 
they're going to be expensive now. They're like, yeah, those two guys in Tehran, th- there isn't as many guys out there at this deadline as there was last year or the year before. I mean, David Price got moved the last two deadlines. Yeah. No, nobody of his ilk is going to be, you know, m- making a move during this deadline. Nope. And so maybe it was great. Maybe it's uh, David Price is being acquired by a team for the third straight trade and deadline. It's just this year it's the Red Sox, and he's just <laughs> flipping the script a little bit. Yeah. Flipping the script from being, uh, you know, hit around the park to being a shutdown guy. I mean, granted, I'm not getting too excited because yeah. it is the Rays. It was the Rays at home. But, so, yeah. Nevertheless. I think they've, they've lost like 21, 22 out of 25 or something like that. <sighs> yes. They're not doing good. They're the only There's, team that's out of it. Because yeah. the Yanks, I mean, the Yanks are like, I think they won today. They're one game under 500. Yeah, and so that puts them like what well. six games or seven games behind us, right? Or behind uh, Baltimore. So let's just sweep them next weekend, and uh, you know, yeah, that would send be great. A little more, that would be great. Um, but yeah, I think even two out of three there would be good. No uh, question, it's in the Bronx. They're so. a five hundred club. Yeah, it's in the Bronx right after All Star break. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, today we had Price do well, uh, which we talked about. We had Ortiz uh, get his first home run to left field this season, which was nice to wow. see. Yeah, he had like a, it was like almost a pop-up Is that from the way that it came off the bat. Yeah. And I don't know if there was just a breeze going that way, but yeah, it was it was out. Wow. And it was it was not yeah, close. Yeah, I didn't think like you got, that's his first one to left field. First one really? to left field this season, yeah. That is crazy. Yep, so. Oh, man. But it wasn't like some of his line drives off the wall, though, either. It wasn't like solid contact. He just like got under it enough and put yeah. it up into the air, you know? It was definitely a, a Fenway homer. Yeah, but, uh, but you know, that puts him up there. I think he had, uh, that's his 22nd home run this year. Yeah. So uh, he's been he's been raking. He's, he's like, nearing season highs for himself uh, at the All-Star break. Insane. So he's having a crazy good season. It's, we talk about it every week. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and and so that puts him in like what five twenty three five twenty four five twenty five I think oh really okay I don't I'm not sure just keeps climbing that list I'm too. Not, <laughs> keeps yeah. climbing that yeah. list yeah yep. and like doubles list he's gonna be like top five in doubles or top three in doubles when yeah. he's all said and done and the Red Sox this year are on pace for four hundred doubles. Never been done before. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's crazy. It's, yeah, it's, it's really what I'm pushing for as a Red Sox fan. That's the one record I really want to get, that doubles record. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Do they, like, um, put an asterisk on that when, when, like, they, when they win the doubles record? They'd be like, oh, well, they did play in Fenway. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you know, 50% of those came off the wall, well, you know? This is true. This is true. But those could be singles, you know? Those off the That's wall. True. That's true. That's true. Or they could be outs, you know? It's true. It's true. So. Um, but you gotta love the way they're playing going into the break. You just hope they can kind of somehow keep this momentum going. Another guy who's been uh, spinning it pretty well for us lately is your boy Rick Porcello. Ooh, yeah, he's been crushing lately. Uh, two wins this week and looked pretty solid. Both uh, looked really good yesterday. They won four to one. Uh, he's still undefeated at Fenway this year. I think he's nine and zero now at Fenway. I think that's the best I've seen him pitch in a uh, Red Sox uniform. Saturday, yeah, Saturday's yeah. game. Uh, he he was he was lights out. And you know, it's like every almost every week we talk about it, like how good his performances looks. And yet every week he'll have like that one or two innings where he gets into like a little bit of a bind. You know, he gets the bases loaded or he gets a couple guys in scoring position. Yeah. And he just like has these really gutsy innings where he just guts it out. You know, and like maybe he'll let a run or two score, but never like the grand slam, never like that heart wrenching play. You know, I just really like the way he's pitching. He looks really good right now. Yeah. Um, that was a huge addition for us. He's, I mean, when you talk about aces this year, you know, you talk about Stephen Wright, you talk about David Price, but I mean, Porcello quietly flying under the radar is our mm-hmm. ace as well. I mean, eleven and two, right? Yeah, ERA in the high threes. Yeah, he we'll looks take good. Take that. That's that's worth twenty two million a year. Yeah, I mean, that, people will be lining up to get that for 22 million a year yeah. these days. Yep. And you know, I can remember when Charrington signed him that deal. I'm like, "What? He hasn't even pitched a day in Boston yet." You know, it's like, but hey, that could prove to be a decent deal. Yeah. You know, and you kind of like I hate like just 
fondly looking back on our previous GMs, but it's kind of <laughs> hard not to this week with like. Oh yeah, have Theo. you seen all the articles about Theo? Oh, man, yeah, he's man. just loving it right now. He's living on cloud nine <laughs> oh, right now. Man. And then I because just... what does he have? Like seven or eight all stars in the game, or something it's like crazy. that. The whole the whole National League infield is Cubs. it's ridiculous. I mean. It's ridiculous. I, I I don't like it when like the one fan base that's engaged just stuffs the ballot, ballot box. So like everybody, all Cubs fans were in from day one this right, year, right? You know, right. so it was the same thing as Kansas City last year. They had mm-hmm. all those guys, but yeah. it's like then guys miss it. I mean, you know, Daniel Murphy should be starting at second base. You know, somebody yeah. else should be starting at uh, shortstop instead of Russell. They Corey Seager should be. You know, but. Anyways, yeah. What, what did you think about the uh, All Star roster? Is anything uh, anybody got snubbed? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we got everybody in who we thought we were going to. I mean, yeah. I, I I could have seen a case for Pedroia getting in there, um, just given you know how yeah. long he's been in this league and he's having a a bounce back year as well, you know, yeah, um, himself. So. You know, it would have been nice to see him get in, but I think you know, I think he ended up like third in overall voting. So I mean, that's that's props to him. You know. Yeah. Oh, inside second base. Yeah. Uh, he he was um yeah he was on that final vote thing uh, for the AL. You oh, know, okay. they give five guys, okay. and then you can get one more guy in. I don't know if it's a fan vote or how, how it works. Maybe it's one more fan vote. Yeah, I think it's one more fan vote. And uh, so Michael Saunders from Toronto Blue Jays got in, and he's having a good year, and I think he's a first time All Star. So I like. To see that plus pd it's like there was another guy on that list ian kinsler that i thought should have been going okay because i mean outside of like altuve at second it seems to me like he's having the best year as a second baseman so i only vote for the the red Sox that i think should start you know i mean that should be in there you know yeah. so pd's having a nice year and he's a personal favorite of mine but that doesn't got on my vote you know? yeah, like, yeah 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 you know you just do so obviously we but poppy's in there you oh know, yeah, yep. Poppy. I mean, we got two thirds of the outfield in there, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that outfield is so sick. It is so sick. And you know oh. what I was thinking today? I was watching a little bit of the futures game. Is that Anthony Benatendi? His name starts with a B. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. He, he can cover some ground on the outfield a little yeah. bit too. Like um, at least can cover left field and Fenway, like no problem. Is he and coming up this year? You think? B's outfield. I mean, he is. He started off a little slow when they first brought him up to Portland, but now he's absolutely raking. He's yeah. like he's he's thirty five for his last ninety nine, you know, and he's got like six bombs in that stretch. That's like the last three four weeks, so it's almost like he's already outgrowing Double A right now. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, if Bryce Brents continues to hit, you know, then Bryce Brents has been doing great he's lately been doing for great. us too. Whenever we call his number, he's ready. Yeah. So that's good. And he got his first major league home run uh, this past week. It was mm-hmm. that last week. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean he's he's been he's been good, and yeah. you know he plays a decent outfield. Yep. But not quite Penitenti caliber. But yeah, I said, I heard something where Dombrowski kind of said, kind of hinted, oh, you know, I've jumped guys from Double A to the majors plenty of times in my career. You know, so yeah. I mean, I, I don't think he he's not going to trade for any more bats. Like he won't trade for an outfield bat. He's like, if if it comes to bringing Ben Attendee up, he'll do that. Before yeah, he I mean, that's him. when it comes to our prospects. I mean, that's where our strengths are is the yeah. outfield. I feel like yeah, definitely, definitely. So. Speaking of strength and one which we dealt from in the outfield depth department, uh, Manuel Margot. Did you see him today? He uh, robbed no. some dude of no. a. He was playing center field for the world team and he absolutely robbed some dude of a home run oh wow uh and it was like it was like had a beat on it broke on it right away and like on a dead run jumped into the wall and made the catch it was impressive yeah like watch sports in the night it'll be there it'll be there yeah it'll be there. easily a top five play uh so, so mancada also mancada. in the futures game right it was great. It was great. He was so good that he got the MVP. MVP. Um, he got the go-ahead to run Homer. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, that's great. That's great to see. I mean, Ben Attendee, I feel like we think he's probably the most ready to play at this moment. But then again, you have Moncada, who, you know, is pretty much uh, he's, he's got a, stroking he's, it with these guys down there at his any His body level. Is, is major league ready. I mean, yeah. he is shredded. That's good. You know? That's good. He's... Uh, yeah, but another thing is like maybe rushing a guy like that, you know. And the other thing is like we don't really have a spot for him at his position either. Yeah, so. we do a double A now that we traded Rio. 
and now he's going to grow double A. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. But, um, but I mean, you know, I mean, Petey's obviously at second base. Exactly. And, and now we've got Aaron Hill who can uh, shadow Travis Shaw at third. So there's really not a lot of space for him now. Yeah. But so. he could play outfield, and they've already yeah. been trying him down there. Yeah, and yeah he could play he, outfield. He could be that answer in left and not yeah. Ben Attendee. It could be Ben Attendee. You know, this year, and then we trade him. I don't know, but we Ben Attendee could be dealt. You know, Dombrowski. I'm not putting anything past him, but I don't think he'll deal Moncada. Yeah, I think that's the one guy in the minors that's that's kind of untouchable. Yeah, yeah I don't think he'll, he won't give up Erod either. Uh, Speaking of Erod, yes, um, we just got news. I think it was either today or yesterday that uh, Erod is going to start the first game after of the, the second All-Star half break. after the All Star break. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the reason why that came about was because we got news also that Sean O'Sullivan is going to be going on the DL, on the 15-DA DL for left knee tendonitis. Yikes. Now, this is something that, from the sound of it, seems like he's been dealing with for a while. And just because his workload has been increased lately, uh, we've been relying on him to you know be our fifth guy in the rotation. Uh, that's probably why that this has led to that tendonitis flaming up a little bit. So, you know, hopefully he gets a little bit of rest over the all-star break and, you know, over the, you know, however long they keep him on the DL. And then, you know, he comes back and, uh, you know, is, is ready to, uh, put in some more starts for us. But again, that's something that we're going to have to monitor going forward. And, and I'm sure from the Red Sox perspective, they're probably not relying on him going deep into the season either if they know that this is going to be a reoccurring issue but i mean are you worried about erod starting at all i mean because you know he hasn't looked good for his past couple starts well you know we kind of said it jokingly last week about um how the 2015 red sox pitching staff kind of got a little bit of shot in the arm in may when they got rid of juan nieves's pitching coach and brought in kyle willis and i was like oh maybe it's time to can kyle willis and bring in somebody they didn't can kyle willis but they brought in this pitching guru, Brian Bannister, right? Yep. And he's like, uh, I think he pitched for the Royals back in the day. But he, he, um, he's he been working with Erod on his hands. Good. And motion and uh, kind of altering things uh, regarding that. So the hope is that that's going to have yep. him not tip his pitches anymore. And he'll be back to the effective uh, Eduardo that we were expecting this year as a potential maybe number two behind Price. But um, You think he's going to teach him a curveball? because <laughs> that's what he really needs uh, well i'll just borrow a line from major major league the curveball throw him the heater <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but uh well you know he might have uh he might have given a little bit of advice to david price um because you know he he got shell-shocked a little bit earlier in the week. Um, you know, we had kind of a rough game where it was that first pitch home run to uh, Chew again. Right. Yeah. It was like deja vu all over again, right? Yeah. Um, and he kind of got beat around in that game a little bit. Um you know, but, but one then, thing but that then he like he kind of settled he down did a little settle bit. In. He did. Yeah, he ended up going like what seven innings and getting yeah. like ten punch outs. Yeah, and, and I think Dennis Eckersley put it this way on the telecast today, and talking about that stuff from Price, he said, "You don't get ten punch throwing salad." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and you know Eckersley, I'm like, Eck, hey, I thought salad was hair. Hey, you know. He just he's been a gem any, for oh, the color this year. Oh, I'll tell you that he's I been mean, a gem. I, I miss Rundog, but having Eck in there is is decent. You, you know, know, when it's Psycho uh, Lions, yeah. I'm like, oh man, looks like I'm listening to the radio. Well, it's because he's played the game and he knows it, and like you know, he can give you insight that like Rundog obviously can't give you. And then like he comes up with this weird like. What do you mean Rundog played the game, man? Yeah, I know, but I feel like Eckersley like talks more about like different situations that you run in. Where like Remdog will talk about like funny stories that he encountered on uh, you know on his journey and like guys that he played with. Like Eckersley will give you the in depth analysis of like why certain things are going on, and then he also has like, these ridiculous like words yeah. for everything. And you're like, where did you come up with that? Uh, yeah, he's been great this year. So. Um, but I was going to say, you know, one thing that Price did today uh, that they noted was he threw a lot of change-ups today. And that's something that, you know, I've been reading a little bit about in the past couple weeks. And we, we haven't talked about it on the show, but I feel like maybe David Price in his past couple starts, he's just been like just 
you know, trying to force the fastball in there. You know, when he gets down on the counts or when he gets late into games and he gets into those crunch situations, he's really trying to force the fastball. And that's why he's getting all those hard hit balls. You know, today he threw a ton of changeups and it was re- looking really good for him. And I had read some analysis of some other folks and they were saying that his changeup is probably his most dominant pitch. So yeah. maybe that's just a case of Brian Bannister coming in and say, look, man, like you, you can't throw at 97 anymore like you used to. Right. For, and you can't get the same type of movement. So why don't you stop trying to do that and, you know, play more into your strengths, which are it's your changeup. You know, yeah. when you're throwing a 94 mile an hour fastball and then following up with an 87 changeup, you know, that's going to that's going to freak people out and they're not going to be able to hit it. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's also his fastball command has really got him in trouble a lot this year because when he is throwing that fastball, it has a lot of the plate and guys are hitting and it's out. it's high up in the zone too yeah. like he's throwing the high heaters and they're just way out of the zone yeah. you know like he's trying to throw fastballs low and it's just you know he's throwing them right down the middle of the plate he's going from a thrower to a pitcher right before our eyes ben yeah it's awesome he's channeling his inner greg maddox he's just going to be a, a, a thinking man's pitcher hopefully for the next seven years anyway yeah hopefully Woo. I'll tell you. Hopefully. Yon Moncada, MVP. <laughs> Woohoo. Another minor league we need to talk about. Christian Vasquez. Why Ooh, do you feel yeah. that? I mean, it should be really me talking because he's my boy and I'm a little little grief stricken. Yeah. You know, because I mean that he's sent down. But I mean, th- here's the thing he's like, you can get by on his defense, you know, when he's hitting like 220 and stuff like that. Yep. If. The alternative isn't raking, hitting 450, which Sandy Leone is. Yeah, exactly. Plus, Sandy Leone was out of options, so you knew he wasn't going to go down. Yeah. And so now Vasquez gets some more bats down there, and eh, I think it's a good thing. I think it's it, it probably has Vasquez getting put da- back down to AAA has less to do with how well Vasquez is doing and more to do with how well Sandy Leone is doing. Definitely. Um, him, you know, he got back up to 500 after Monday or Tuesday's game, which is just like incredible, you know. I mean, like he was. I think he was around like forty at bats at that point. So, like, if you're hitting five hundred with forty at bats, like, you know, that's solid. I heard it. I think I can't remember if it was on today's telecast or yesterday's, maybe. Uh, But um, he has the highest batting average for a Red Sox player going into the break ever. Minimum fifty at bats. Wow, pretty crazy. Speaking of like climbing lists, okay. uh, Well, and the other thing is that Hannigan. Also got he's brought back. back. No, he got he got he's back. Yeah, he's back. He's so back. he'll be catching for uh, <laughs> right. right, and also probably every you know one out of five starts as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's why it's it's so funny. Like handing in that that veteran, you know, no matter who that other catcher is, he's still got to catch right. Yeah, yeah, you know, and he is just out there. You just tell he's bumming, you know, but he's yeah. a pro- professional. He's a professional. He's not going to say nothing. He's just going to keep running after the pass balls. Did I hear something that like if Sandy Leon gets sent back to AAA, that there's a possibility that somebody could scoop him? Well, that's the thing. Thing. That's why that's I was the saying that's that why they he's can't. out of options. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that means in order for him to get to AAA, he would have to clear waivers. Yeah, and that, which he would <laughs> no. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. who knows? Maybe there's a market out there now for Sandy Leone. You know. You, oh, you, you, I mean, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, oh, okay. I well. mean, we get to keep Swihat and Vasquez, and instead lose Jeez. lose Leon, and uh, you know, we are so deep at catcher right now. That's there's a. I mean, obviously, we've been talking about it again and again. I think Swihart's the trade chip in that situation. But he is. Is he healthy enough to really be a chip right now? Oh, not right now. He's not. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to see how he comes back after the All Star break. Yeah, well, he's going to have to get back because the deadline's July 31st. So, yeah. But then there's that whole, like, waiver deals you can do, like, but he, he, would, he wouldn't be one for that. that. That can go on in August. That I really don't know too much about. We'll have to read up on that for August, Ben. Uh, but, yeah, so Vasquez lying out his stuff down there. Big mm-hmm. Poppy keeps hitting. Yeah. What about, like, uh, is there anybody in the All-Star game? How about the Home Run Derby? Will you be watching that? Uh, yeah, tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow I'll watch night. the Home Run yeah, Derby, yeah. yeah. Who do you like? Who do you I don't even it? know who's in it this year. Is Bumgarner in it? <laughs> I don't think he made it. I don't think <laughs> he so. He didn't make it? Uh, oh, okay. I don't, th- I don't think. I mean. He had a no-hitter going into the seventh, by the way. I don't know if he ended oh, up getting he? that. Yeah. Speaking of uh, seven no-hit innings. Uh, going back to Erod for a second, his first start back down at AAA was seven no-hit innings. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. And then Friday night was his second start, and it was uh, he 
gave up like two runs in three innings, and then it was rained out, so he, he didn't come up. Okay. Or rain delay. So, right. but apparently they think two starts down there is enough to get him right. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Well, you know, but yeah. I think, like you said, the loss of O'Sullivan kind of sped yeah. up the clock a little bit on that. Yeah, so, Because I, I think they were prepared to give O'Sullivan one more start, anyways. Uh, one thing about the All Star break, there was a article about the top twenty five players under twenty five. Ooh. On ESPN and uh, Jan Mancata. No, no, no. This was uh, major leaguers. Mm. Um, Betts, Bogarts. So Betts and Bogarts. So Bogarts was number seven. Betts was ten. Wow. Um, yeah, it's pretty pretty low. I thought that is um, low. I think Manny Machado was like third, and then there was a couple guys ahead of Bogarts, and I was Nolan Arenado. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd have to look it back up, yeah. but. Yeah, it was a little low, I thought. Maybe, maybe for, I'm just for both like those guys. You think? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think so. I got uh, bets at four, you know, and I got yeah. uh, Bogarts at uh, five. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. I probably have Xander higher because he was just like raking it early on this year. But yeah. I mean, he just had his tenth home run. So the, I mean, like the power is there, but not as much as Mookie. I think Mookie's already. Did he get twenty yet, or he's closing in on twenty? He's got eighteen. And he's got 15 steals. So it could be looking man. at a 30-30 man. God. I mean, a 30-30 man hitting leadoff? And he started that slow, too. Before? He started slow this year, too. I wonder if that has ever happened. Do some research here, viewers, and uh, find out if that's ever happened before, a 30-30 man hit leadoff for a team. You know, let us know in the comment section. Yeah. Got to love go. the comment section. Betsy Faye, we got to get her a couple uh, yeah. aliases and some different emails so she can just fire some more comments <laughs> out there. there Seeing how go. she's the only one at the controls there. <laughs> right. You know? Why don't you tell people your uh, your Twitter, Ben, too, just yeah. in case they want to tweet you in the answer to that question right now. Yeah, if you want to uh, if you want to tweet me, you can get me at Benny Frickin' Jam, and it's Frickin' Frickin'. Frickin'. Yeah. F-R-I-C-K-I-N. And you can read it. It's right there. Ain't right no other way. There. Yeah, so hit him up on that if you got that answer for that. If a 30-30 guy has ever a hit in the leadoff spot, i got to think it's no. i got to think. Because the only guy who would have a chance would be like Ricky. You know? And yeah. I don't know if he ever hit there. And there was a season. I, didn't, I, I almost forgot this. They were talking about it. He had 105 stolen bases one year. Who? Ricky? Ricky. He, he had he had uh, the record the record he had he had like one twenty three. Oh my one, god! Yeah. It's so crazy. The it's like, like oh, yeah. it's like it's a, a whole different era. Vince of baseball. Coleman had one ten even, you know. But Ricky, I think I think he had a year where he had like one twenty three. Man, yeah. And now it's a, it's a lost art, you know. I mean, not for the Red Sox. The Red Sox have run a little bit this year. This is why it's such an exciting team. Yeah. This is why Dombrowski is like okay. I have a lineup that clearly can win it all. That's why I think someone's going to move. So I, I think Mankata, he's going to hold on to. But I think, like we were talking about, off at the outfield, he's looking at it kind of yeah. as a position of depth. He looks at it like he's got two of those positions locked down for the next two ten years. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, oh man, but so I think Benatendi's gone. That's why yeah. I tried not to watch too much of the Futures game because I don't want to fall in love with him and then <laughs> yeah. have him go. Sorry, he didn't do too well today. So I was already falling in love with Manuel Margot, and yeah. you know, then he shipped him. Yeah, but yeah. So, but every everything that Dombrowski says, it leads you to believe that because he, he he said last week that I don't think we're going to be able to in this market acquire a starter that's as good as Eduardo Rodriguez. So, Oof. so yeah. I mean, that I mean, I think really? we were putting too much. Eduardo's talented. If he can give us what he gave us last year, yeah, long term, yeah, long term. Okay. I mean, I'm even I mean, saying like this, this year has been like a little. Well, he's bit only dicey. like I think like also in this. Some of it was the fans. Some was just uh, I don't know writers or whatever. But they were expecting a little too much from Erod, and I think yeah. you know went to. Uh, plus the injury, you know. But yeah. I mean, to start chirping that he was going to be the number two starter. It's you know they should have been saying number four, which is kind of where we need him to kind of slate in. Okay, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All star game. Let me get you feeling on. Um, do you like the fact that it counts now? <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, oh man, they were talking about this on the telecast the other day. I, oh. No, I don't. I yeah. don't. I don't like it. I. I think. I think the reason why they probably changed it was because they wanted it to not fall into the same type of deal where it's like the NFL or the NBA where it's just like, you know, it's just like an exhibition where they're just, you know, it's just the highlights of like, okay, who can throw the best alley-oops or who can throw the longest, you know, touchdown reception or whatever. Nobody plays any defense, but 
No, it's stupid. Like it's 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 an exhibition game. That's what it is. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know, it shouldn't it shouldn't count for anything. And there's real implications of you know who's coming out of this. And like yeah, you know, people aren't they're not putting in the best players either. You know, like certain players are taking the time off because they need to be rested for the season. So you know, they're not taking it as seriously as as those implications might. Yeah. might want them to be. Yeah, I don't like it either, but it has led to some pretty entertaining games uh in the last, since they implemented it after that that tie uh what 10 years ago or whatever. Uh has it been that long since they've been doing it? This time it counts. It's awful. Yeah, I don't know. Uh how about uh Mr. Hanram? He has been raking lately until he hit him hit the yeah. ball off his foot. Yeah, he's been doing really well. Um I think there was a stat at some point this week that he was like batting close to 500 in his last six games or something. Wow. Um, so he's, uh, yeah, he's been raking lately. Um, you, you know what the other thing he's doing really well is he's being really patient at the plate, so he's been getting a lot of walks too. Yeah. Um, so that's been good. Uh, it's good to see that he's being patient at the plate because, honestly, I think his on-base percentage is more important than you know hitting home runs or whatever right yeah and it's true and they kind of wanted him to get back to that at the beginning of the season get back to that guy that hit for average when he was with the marlins the Mm -hmm. guy that hit like 330 i think one year and uh get back to that guy as far as rather than he kind of came in all bulked up last year and was going to be the guy that you know hits 30 bombs but if we can get him to you know Get a, get a little hot, maybe get him up to to mid twenties and bombs, and a guy that can hit three hundred. I mean, I mean, look at the the AL, you know, leaderboard, you know, and it's unbelievable how many Red Sox. Yeah, <laughs> like w- when you look at how many guys in the AL are hitting three hundred, and yeah. then how many of them are Red Sox. Yeah, it's well, insane. It's, yeah, Bogarts and Ortiz right at the top there. They're both at about three twenty. Mm-hmm. So let's take a look at it. And the, yeah, I mean that you you did reference him hitting that uh, that ball off his shin. That one looked like it hurt really bad, and he was like reading in pain. I thought they were going to take him out of the game, and then yeah, he like battled he, like, through. Yeah, he was like, no, I'm not coming out of this game. And everybody was like, all right, well, what are we going to do? Right, like just let him finish this at bat. Like we can't like drag him off the field, you know? <laughs> like he's, so he like readjusts his. Uh, he had that protector that kind of sits over his foot. And he put it up like on his shin, like oh, like that's gonna do anything. I didn't you know? understand that. Um, I did not understand that. I so expected him to hit a home run after that. Like I just saw that he was just like so intense and like in the zone. Um, I think he ended up like grounding out or something. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, couldn't, but, he couldn't get down. <laughs> like yeah, I didn't know. What <laughs> and then the, they took him out after that and put Travis Shaw in. I didn't know what the hell was going on with that. Uh, that shin guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the thing was tiny. I was like, he's yeah. gonna, I mean, they got the equipment advantage. He's got to give him some more options. <laughs> that was horrendous. No, all he did, he just had like it was his regular like foot pad, and then he just slid it up and just made it like a makeshift. <laughs> like, yeah, the the equipment manager's got to step in and be like, all right, like throw this thing on before right? we can go back out there. Okay, so sixteen guys in the AL are hitting three hundred. Yeah. Okay. One, two. Is Mookie over three hundred yet? I think he has. He is. Like, he, is? he just went over. Oh, nice! Uh, and four of them are Red Sox. So we have twenty five percent of the guys that are hitting three hundred. I thought. Hey, what, Sandy is one of them. Oh no, no, Sandy's not. Uh, not, not. He doesn't eligible. have. Yeah, he's not eligible yet. But who's the four? I, I, th- I kind of think that uh, Bogarts, Bet. Uh, no, Bogarts, Betts, Ortiz, and who and else? Petey. Oh, Petey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Petey's hitting three. Yeah, Petey's been Petey's been raking it this week. He had a uh, couple home runs this week, I believe. Did he, Petey? He had a home run on one. Monday. He had a home run. Oh no, he had a single today where he scored a couple runs. Did I see that he had another one? I think he just oh, has the one ball. Yeah, I think he just had the one. Yeah. So what does that put him at? Like eight. Yeah. You know, so he's having a little comeback season. You know, he'll go. He'll get close to twenty bombs, and yeah. you know, if he hits three hundred, that's a guy that can still play and is a dirt dog, and we love him. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, earlier on this week, something that we forgot to mention about Craig Kimbrell, um, he got blown up on Tuesday. That was oh, a really yeah. bad save opportunity for him. Or was it not a save opportunity? It was a non-save opportunity, right? right? And, and when you look at his splits in non-save and save opportunities, his non, the non-save opportunities, he's like 6.75 ERA. Yeah. And in the uh, save opportunities, he's like 1.43 yeah. or something. 
It's ridiculous. I mean, sooner or later, don't you just have to cave to that and be like, okay, I just have to bring somebody else in in these situations because the guy just whatever. I mean, you know, it's it's yeah. about it's about putting guys in the best situation to win, right? Right. So and to perform well. So eventually, I mean. As sad as it is, and, you know, you you got this guy to come in and be that stopper, you know, for an inning, no matter if it's a safe situation or not, and he can't do it, but it's like, hey. So so here's the interesting thing, right? Is but that it was he, also a case where, you know, uh, the Farrell bashes will be all over Farrell for doing it. <laughs> yeah. Is this what you were just going to mention? I was going to talk about the next day. Oh, yeah. So the ne- I'll let you have the next day. Okay. Go talk about it, and then I will defend my man. So so essentially, he gives up probably the worst. That was probably the worst appearance that he's ever had, Craig Kimbrell. I don't know. Yeah. I, they were talking about, they're like, I've never seen him, you know, juice the bases and give up a grand slam. Yeah. Um, he, um, he's so, not, he's not, to Robinson Chirinos, too, who's like a 215 hitter, and that was a bomb. Yeah. I thought it was a three run shot. It was grand was slam. Was it a three run shot? Oh, yeah, it was a three run shot. Yeah, my yeah. bad. No worries. Um, uh, yeah. So then that was on Tuesday. On Wednesday, um, it gets to another situation, and this is not again not another save. Uh, this is I think they were up by four at this point. On Tuesday they were down by one when he came in. I right. think. Yeah. Um, Correct. So they brought Kimberlin again back to back, and and you know I'm thinking to myself, why are they doing this? This is so dumb. Like, yeah. You know why why would they ever do this? And apparently it came out that. Kimbrell was like, I want to pitch the next day. I don't care what the situation is. I want to pitch. Yeah. And so I, I, I John marches surprised. him out there, and, yeah. pit, and, he, and he did well. Yeah. Um, he got his revenge. You know, he looked okay. I think he gave up a couple hits and no runs. But Yeah. I and mean, I can understand that. He's a competitor, you know, and he doesn't want to go into the break with that sour taste in his mouth of his worst career outing. He wants to get that off the books as soon as possible. So that's why he's like that. Plus, it's like he didn't, until he pitched in that game where he got blown up, he was the most rested reliever. In that bullpen, right, right. I mean, he hadn't pitched since the previous Friday, so it's like he was due to throw. He he he's not a guy that likes to go four days without throwing, you know. Again, though, very easy to look at what would have happened if that didn't work out for him, and everybody who those feral haters would have jumped on him for that and yeah. said, "What the heck are you doing? Putting in your star closer again?" <laughs> Right after he just had one of the worst performances. Oh, yeah. And just, you know, like throw another game away. Like how quickly that would have turned if that would have gone sour for him. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying. Like it was pretty much a non-event because it went pretty much without a hitch. But that could have been a huge story. Um, Yeah. Again, it's just those situations where, you know, people sometimes scratching their heads as to, you know, what Farrell's thinking. And, yeah, you know, to a lot of armchair coaches – you can say, okay, well, you shouldn't have marched him out there after, you know, no days of rest after his worst day. But, you know, we're not in there. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes with the other relief pitchers, how their arms are feeling, how their shoulders are feeling, you know, how many, what their pitch count is. I don't know what any of their pitch counts are, or like how they're doing for the week. So, right. you know, it's hard, it's hard to, to know in those situations. It sure is. It sure is. So, what, I mean, you gotta like the way the uh, the Sox are playing. What what is today's win put them? Ten games up, ten games over five hundred. Um. So yeah, yeah. I think they're two games back of the Orioles, and now they're forty nine and thirty eight. Um, okay. Yep. Tied with the Blue Jays uh, for second place. Well, they're technically in second place, but uh, but they've won how do four they, in a row. They, I don't know how they like technically see them when they do that. When they have like. The same. I don't know how they do that. I try not uh, trouble myself with it because I realize every team's going to play 162. There you so, go. You know, I try not to, you know, waste my worry cells elsewhere. Yep. You know. Yep. But uh, I'm just looking ahead, uh, post All Star break, we do have the Bronx Bombers yep. uh, for three on the road, and uh, so that's going to shape up where Erod gets the first first crack, right? And then we'll probably go. Right, and then Price is gonna sit. Th- or no, maybe if it depends, uh, they'll probably go Porcello because Porcello will have a full week, yeah, you know, just in case Wright pitches in the all star game, mm-hmm. you know, I can kind of give him a little break. So, yeah, so it'll be, it looks like now it's gonna be Erod versus Pineda in that first game Friday night, and then uh, Wright, oh, it's, it is right, okay, Wright Sabathia, Wright's in there, Ooh, then, that'll be interesting, yeah, and then Price. Tanaka 
on Sunday night baseball next week. So we're going to be on an hour later next week. We'll be on at 9 Pacific next week, midnight Eastern, Sunday nights. Roger that. But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, and then Porcello will come up after Price. So it'll be interesting. Uh, that, that'll give Porcello a long time off. He pitched Saturday, and he won't pitch again until Tuesday. That's interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. Yep. After the off day. And then they did say uh, when that next fifth starter spot comes up, I believe they were saying it was going to be July 23rd, and we're looking at maybe Clay getting another shot in there. So I hope that doesn't disappoint Betsy Fay too much that old Clay is going to get another crack. She's not going to be happy. No. No. No, tell not. us in the comment section, Betsy. <laughs> you know, and all you other folks, tell us in the comment section. All right, let us know if we're doing a good job. Send us out some Red Sox trivia, something like that. You know, and uh, yeah. anything. You know, you you go to a game and you have an interesting story happening. You let us know in the comment section. We'd like to hear about it because you know this is a show by fans for the fans. That's right. You know, that's we're right. All all Red Sox fans here sweeping and just showing how Red Sox nation is sweeping. So far-reaching that we do a podcast from North Hollywood in the Afterbus Studios. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> That's right. Oh, anything else you want to say before we sign off? Yeah, we got a couple a couple notes to wrap up on here. Henry Ramos hit for the cycle on July fourth. He's batting three oh nine in his past twenty six games. He's an outfielder, another outfielder. Ooh, is he a just AAA hit for the cycle? Is he double uh, A? Ooh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You bring these gems, and then I can't. Henry actually... Ramos. I don't know. I've never even. I, he he's didn't pop up prospect? on my radar. Yeah, he's on the top thirty uh, prospects. I think okay. he's like floating in the teens somewhere. Okay. Well, somebody. Um, uh, but that could be a guy that uh, that they. I, I think I looked at his profile, and they projected him 2016. So Ooh. maybe he'll be a guy that they lean on at some point during the end of the season. Somebody tweet uh, Ben and tell him who he plays for. If that's a Paw Sock or a yeah. Or a Portland Sea Dog, let us know. Yeah, and then the other guy was uh, that was on fire, Ben Attendee. We talked about him. He was yeah. the prospect of the week. In seven games, he was batting three ninety one. Yeah, he's so. scorching. He's, he's scorching good. right now. He's good. Um, and then as we're wrapping out here, two pieces that you need to check out if you haven't and you're a serious Red Sox fan. The first one is the article uh, David Ortiz. Uh, he was talking about that whole circus that he went through to get onto the Boston Red Sox and how the Boston Red Sox were the only team that gave him the contract uh, offer. Um, And it was all because Pedro told, uh, I think it was Theo at the time, Go get this guy. I'm gonna. I'll sign my contract extension if you sign David Ortiz. Nice. Yeah. So that's a, that, that's another. Give a little fist bump to Pedro on that one what for the was assist. That, where was that article found? I think that was on ESPN. Okay. And then the other one was um, the Stephen Wright story on the. I think it was the Players Tribune. Yeah. Um, that new one that uh, I think it was was that Jeter that started yeah, that Jeter one. Yeah, Jeter that one. That's um, why I can't really read it. That was it was a great story. And as a Red Sox fan, you shouldn't watch Jeter's rag either. You shouldn't be reading it. So. Come on. <laughs> but it was, Stephen Wright wrote it. All right. All he right. wrote it. It was great. It was like talking about how he came up through the minors and like you know how like him and his buddies are all living on like nine hundred bucks every two weeks and like people were stealing their stuff out of their apartments because they were living in crap areas. Uh, just talking about that whole rigmarole that they went through in the minors and then. Uh, uh, kind of culminating in how he learned the knuckleball as kind of a last saving grace for him. Nice. So he was he was like, look, you know, I'm making my living off of pretty much something that was a trick pitch. Yeah. As I was growing up, so love it. It was really well, cool. Check two those things out, you need guys. to check out. Definitely. All right, gang. Uh, thank you for tuning in for another edition of Red Sox Rap 360 for Ben Fay. I'm Mike Conley. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Go Sox. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.